welcome in to this uh, May 20th edition of Libservative. It's been an adventure just getting set up for this show, but we did finally make it. Only five minutes after, Corey almost got decapitated by a snowboard. It, which, which true. Which is interesting because it's 90 degrees and it's May here in Michigan, so that was fun. Got to be prepared. Got to be prepared for all seasons, Dan. I all had a, weather. I, I had a ghost in my webcam. But we finally figured that it's true. out. So we are we are here. It's it's we're surprised to be here. This is you know the it's always the show must go on, right? So we we figured it out and we're here. Well, the show has to, to go be. on. <laughs> I'd expect you to keep going, even if I was on the way to the ER. If you had no head. If you had no head, because you got decapitated. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's got a little bruise on my finger. Dad saw it happen live. Just, saw this thing just come straight down guillotine style. We're, Those goddamn Dems, Dan. We're just, we're, it's no, it's they the tried white, to Jeffrey Epstein me. It's you the, ain't going to give me the day, you crazy fuckers. No, it's the white supremacists if we're going to play the identity politics game. Either or. I got <laughs> targets all over my back. Anyway, as always, he's Corey Walsh. He is Dan Griffin. And, and this, before we really get started, yeah. uh, you can, if you like the show, make sure to like, follow, and share and subscribe. We are found on all social media and podcast platforms. We are on Instagram and YouTube at Libs or Instagram and Twitter at Libservative Pod. We are on YouTube at Libservative. We are on Facebook at Libservative. We are at Libservative Podcast at WordPress.com. If you want to reach out to us directly, we're at Libservative Pod at gmail.com, which the email does work. We got an email from a listener last week, Dan. Yeah. Which is could be something that could potentially lead to some exciting stuff in the future. But which reminds me also, if you're listening, I need to email you back and I apologize. Yeah, but it's also only because you don't know what an apostrophe means. Yeah, egads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she really blasted me on that one, which I appreciate. I said, I told her, I'm like, oh, as intellectual idiots, we just do our best. <laughs> We're dyslexic. <laughs> I talk. I don't write. I mean, we do write, but I don't have to worry about the apostrophe sissies. It's all the bourbon. When I speak, and if I drink a little bit too much, my words are a little cursive. They just run together. I brought back a nice bottle from the uh, northern portion of the state. Nice. Deer Camp whiskey from uh, a rye from uh, Northern Latitudes. So we're giving that drinking, a shot tonight. I'm drinking some Wheel Horse. My bourbon guy recommended it to me. And so far, it's not the best recommendation he's made, but it's not bad. And then on top of that, I'm also drinking some Truly Seltzers. Oh, yeah. Uh, truly just came out of the poolside Truly case. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. I got pina coladas. I got strawberry melon fizzes i got peach fizzes i don't know they say floaty's not included it's fun it's summer i feel yep. you cory i feel you <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I don't really i don't really know what to do with that information that's enough yeah, i don't know I saw, I saw i was like oh, again sure this coming out with a whole new set of flavors and then i was like well i gotta try them it's my wife who always drinks these bitches but they just go down so easy Outside of uh, Corey not knowing what an apostrophe is used for, which is fine. We're learning. We're learning on this show. We're learning every day. We're learning together, we're, Dan. We're taking ourselves back to the second grade. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't remember where I was going to start. Oh, yeah. The the Ministry of, uh, of of Truth folding, Corey Walsh. Yeah. Well, first off, I got a good news story for you. Oh, you got a good news story for us. Yeah, and it go it kind of goes down to the like, the fundamentals we talk about class versus identity politics and things like that, right? We definitely need to do so, more good news. So I'm I'm happy you're you're bringing right, so, this to the forefront at the well, top. The, of well, the, the next show. story is good news too. According <laughs> That's to this, true. unless unless, <laughs> uh, unless you're that one author or that one journalist. 
unless you're, but, uh, unless you're Taylor Lorenz. Yeah, if you're Taylor Lorenz, you are having a bad day. <laughs> so I was at the bar for my uh, aunt's birthday. It was a union bar, you know, and we're there and I'm with family and this family that I'm with, you know, a lot of them typically lean more like left towards like Democrats and stuff like that. So we're outside at this bar and we're sitting there. It was like a little smoke airing area. We went outside and uh, this guy comes out and as soon as he comes out, he starts talking trash about Biden and how much Trump is better. Mm. So this political stuff, right? Uh, my family immediately wanted to start trashing Trump and they started to get into it a little bit. Just the typical mantras of who's better, who's worse and this and that. And I love how it's always a race to the bottom. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> which yeah, yeah. one's less worse. Right? When, it, when in reality, well, they're kind of the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> in a lot of but ways. So, we're sitting here talking and I look over and the guy and I'm thinking, oh, great, this is just going to get heated into some bullshit, you know, and then I noticed that the guy's wearing a UAW shirt. And so I just cut the conversation off and went UAW. I was like, nice union. I'm like, you, you know, a lot of unions right now are picking up steam, you know, workers and this and that. And I'm like, you excited about that? The conversation immediately went from combative when I changed it from identity politics to just like a class thing. He immediately started pitching unions and how they're good to like my family. And they were immediately like on board saying, yeah, we need more of this. And it's amazing how as soon as you take a situation and, and get rid of the political like identity shit and make it about the class, because whether you're pro Trump or poor, pro Biden, they were in the same tax bracket. And actually the union guy was probably even a little bit of a higher tax bracket, but they immediately were in solidarity and talking about how the workers need to actually work <laughs> together to work out things. And it was, it was such a breath of fresh air that as soon as this was unfolding in front of my eyes, because we talk about this all the time of like, get down to the class issue, get away from the political stuff on our show. I saw it unfold in real time. And I was like, God damn, like, God damn it. Like, look at this. Now they're all getting along and we ended up hanging on just bullshitting about random stuff for like 20 minutes outside long after cigarettes and, other smoking devices were done for. Well, what's interesting is like, and, and I don't think you should. I don't think you should have to insert this into into the show. But that that entire little story you just told there, I didn't. I didn't hear anything about like what race these people were. I don't think. I don't think it really matters because we talk about this at the end of the day. At at at, at the end of the day, on a lot of episodes, where whether you're a working class white person or a working class black person or a working class class Hispanic, Asian doesn't matter. Pretty much everybody in the working class just basically wants the same wants the same things, right? They want to be able to feed their families. They want a house. They want food. They yeah. Maybe maybe a little bit of extra money to maybe take their kids on vacation a couple times a year, or you know their spouse on vacation, or buy somebody a nice gift, or whatever you want to do. So when you take the when you take the identity of race out of it, which is which is the mechanism that is used all the time. To, to get us people. To, to bash at each other. And it's usually two sets of white people going at each other most of the time. Yeah. And, you know, I intentionally left race out of this. But one one sect was black and one sect was white. I'll leave it up to the audience to assume. But, uh, yeah, no, it was. It's like As soon as we took anything out of it, all the trivial shit and the bread and butter things like, hey, we all work hard and we all deserve a little bit more money. And immediately everyone had smiles on their faces. Yeah, that's and that's you, you got the distraction out of the way. 
the stuff that we talk about all the, the, the time. The shiny stuff, the, the keys, the, the Twitter. Oh, hey, look at look at these white people are bad. These white people over here are really really bad. We gotta get we gotta we gotta do something about it. Or you know, no, yeah, we nixed that. And we the, went to, to the bread and table like, hey, we all deserve more. And everyone's like, you know what? Or the You're liberals, right. or the liberals are trying to replace us. Don't look over there. The liberals are oh, trying God. to replace us. <laughs> the replacement. Yeah, we might actually end up having to touch on that tonight, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I. I look. I think I think you you and I have have noticed pretty much what you just said with this this uh, this union bar conversation. We've we've noticed it just doing this show, right? Because we get feedback on social media through email, uh, in the comments on our live streams. Uh, so thanks to anybody who's watching now, and, and we can always tell who's who. It, it doesn't. It, all we have to do is read what is said, and we it, it is not that difficult to tell who is speaking to us in good faith and who's just trying to be an asshole. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think there's enough of that recognition. I, I think because Corey and I get so much of it, we're getting more and more of it as the, as the show grows, we're able to see it a lot easier. Like you just, you just don't have to respond to the bullshit. And if, if you, Oh yeah, we don't, the bullshit, yeah. If, if someone it goes comes on you, we had what, we had some HHs, we had some shit like that and just, you don't even acknowledge it. I just respond in the, in the comments. Yeah. yeah that's clearly not what we think, but I'm not going to give them airtime on the show, even though technically I just did, but in a disparaging sense, I don't know. No names for it. It's, it's, it's pretty easy. I mean, it, and, and it, that the conversation that, or the, the discussion slash debate that you had with these folks at this union bar to me, like that is, it's remarkably discour- or discouraging, encouraging to me. That you were able to just with one shift of topic have a decent, good faith conversation with a group of people that might disagree sometimes. Yeah, on trivial stuff. Yeah, the shit that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Very good. I cut. Yeah, it, yeah. No, it, it was like I sat there, like just watching like this conversation just shift which in the mental health field it's called redirection when you got like a client you know who's like real fired up about something you just go oh yeah well yeah that's happening but hey i like your shoes and then you just start talking about shoes like it's got a great memory redirecting the conversation i like that great well actually i don't have that great of a memory i like that you started this off with some good news though it was, it was some good news. It was, yeah, like, I, yeah, it's just, it was something worth, I think, mentioning that it's like we have a lot more in common than we do. More good news, Corey. Common. We have more good huh? news. We have more good news. More good news. The disinformation board has been put on hold, quote unquote. <laughs> and it's all those damn white supremacists' fault. Mostly because I think it's mostly because uh, the what is it Nina Jankowitz the the lady who is supposed to uh, front this whole thing is basically just a larper. <laughs> it's pretty much all she is. She fomented more dis more disinformation than a lot of the people that she was accusing of fomenting disinformation. And mm-hmm. the, the the bottom line is this: this isn't a hot take. I've heard. A lot of people in our same realm of kind of being anti-establishment saying the exact same thing. This was a populist deal. Nobody wanted this fucking board because all you have to do is think for two seconds. If 
if you think that having a disinformation board to pull that whatever whatever you think it is, right? Whatever the latest conspiracy theory of the day is that the QAnon people came up with, or uh, you know, Nita Jankowitz herself came up with, eventually power shifts hands, and this disinformation board's going to shift hands, and the people that you don't like are going to exactly. be censoring you. Who's going to run point. this disinformation board in two years? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, and it's it's interesting Steve too because it's like you know, like I I'm one thing I am so sick and tired of, Dan, is being painted as far right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I get it all the time. All the time Dude, I get it. Yeah. It's 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 you know, at this point it's just like whatever. I just ignore it. You know, it's like whatever you can think that, like bring up a leftist topic and there might be something that I might agree with you on. Uh bring up a libertarian type. Well, I don't know. I don't even what what is libertarian even? I don't even know if that's far right because right now far right is like a Madison Cawthorn. Well, I don't know, but but getting rid of this disinformation board is populist to the point where people on the far right agree with it, people on the far left who actually know how to think agree with it, and libertarians all agree with it. You want to talk about a coalition that agrees on something? It's a it's over speaking this. Of, this speaking topic. of like people putting away trivial issues and, and coming together on something, look how fast the script flipped on this one. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it went from a disinformation board being all painted rosy to oh now it's put on hold and Jacobitz resigned. <laughs> you think you think uh you think Joe Biden just rolled over in bed like a, a, a few mornings ago and somebody just had like a piece of paper and was like, uh, sir. Yeah, what? What is it? What? Uh Nina's leaving. Okay. Who? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> who? Okay. okay. Who? <laughs> and what was she supposed to do again? It was she the was, nurse that came in to change She was going to run our dis- sheets. She was going to run our disinformation board. We're going to need you to sign this paper that we're going to put it on hold. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah, like, a nurse that came in to change his sheets. Yeah. <laughs> what, it's what, like, what? I only make a poop joke because like, well, first off the Johnny Depp Amber Heard story. And and also on that, like there was that time when he was meeting with who was he was meeting with someone overseas, and like he met with them and then left sharded. and came back in a different suit. <laughs> yeah, he sharded. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I'm not blasting the guy. We've all had a had sharts at the most inopportune moments. Mm, yeah, just a few days but, ago, actually. That's a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like I like how they they're have- fra- I like how they're phrasing it though as it's being put on hold, quote unquote. Yeah, like almost it's just gonna be almost like leaving the door open to be like, ah, I don't know, which is also kind of just scary. Right? It's like, why couldn't they just say, "Oh, you mean are the people we represent don't like this?" And what do we have? What would we have expected any more than for the Washington Post, the Washington fucking Post, to come out and say that it was it was a right wing push? They got this disinformation board disbanded. Because yeah. Jimmy Dore is right wing. Because Kyle <laughs> Kalinske and Crystal Ball are right wing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. Everybody hated this thing. <laughs> and Taylor Lorenz goes off and she Max Blumenthal is right wing. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh she comes out and she what was the last stupid thing that she did? Um it's 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 blanking, but it's blanking on me, but it'll come to me probably when Corey's fomenting dissent somewhere uh so she she writes this piece and i i couldn't even i tried to read it i couldn't even Corey. i couldn't even get through it without vomiting 
because it was all about how there were personal attacks against Nina Jankowitz and how it was this this right wing push to get this thing taken down. And I look at that and I go, okay, first of all, there were people were making fun of Nina Jankowitz because she did a really stupid fucking video where she pretended to be Julie Andrews talking about disinformation. People made fun of her. But I understand words are literal violence, so there you have it. So okay, you're you're, you're right about that one, Miss Miss Lorenz. Uh, but this idea that it's that it's it was just right wingers that pushed this means she is she's more out of touch than I could even ever imagine. And 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 I'm not even that upset with her anymore because this is like the third or fourth time she has just been so off base writing news pieces, not. Op-eds, not opinion pieces. Actual yeah, that's the big difference pieces. too. This yeah. this whole article is just full of opinion, and it's 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 presented as news. So she's she Taylor Lorenz is one thing that she just needs to go away. But I think the finger really needs to be pointed at the fact that the Washington Post is still allowing this moron to write for them. Well, remember who owns the Washington Post? I yeah. But remember who just got a uh, ten billion dollar deal with the CIA and <laughs> bureaucratic companies who are focused on meddling in our personal information. But I mean, that's the thing is like people like Taylor Lorenz talk about right wingers being brainwashed, and to a degree, that's true, right? But like, you want to talk about looking in the fucking mirror and how you are just a an unbelievable cuck for the establishment writing bullshit like that. Well, she probably thinks mirrors are racist because every time she looks at what she sees a white person. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Mirrors are about as racist as math. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of all these mirrors showing me white people every time I look at them. That's a good even, one. That's a bit. I, don't I should even, do stand up. I don't even really know how white she is. I mean, her last name's. Lorenz. I don't even know if she is white. She, I mean, she she appears to be white. Her, her she's white in appearance. I'll put it to you that way. Her name's her last name's Lorenz. Yeah. What do you think that's from? That's probably somewhere in Europe, right? L o l o r e n z. Yeah, that sounds German. Like somewhere like that. I have a friend who's like counts and pronounced Kuntz. It just sounds very European. It doesn't. It doesn't sound Latino. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Oh yeah, she she was the one that like pushed the um, the Steele dossier was accurate, and uh, she, I know she did that for the Washington Post. I can, I'm trying to remember what the last one she did was. If there's somebody listening that can remember, it's probably something against Hunter saying the bad and laptop thing was fake. I I don't remember. No, that was Jankovic or whatever her name is. It's 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 on the tip of my tongue. It was something really Mary Poppins, something really bad, but um, doesn't really matter. Look, (laughs) Taylor Lorenz once again (laughs) proves, once again proves that like they're not even trying to like slide their bullshit under the radar anymore. They're like the the corporate media is bullshitting you right in front of your face now, just right in front of your face with obvious stuff. We can go back to the we can go back to the Canadian truckers where if you just literally took two minutes, two minutes to just read anything 
essentially, other than the Washington Post or watch CNN for five minutes, you you would know that these weren't white supremacists, these weren't racists, these were truckers that wanted to do their job but didn't want their civil liberties taken away. And they were people of all colors, all races, all religions. Yeah, we really tried hard to break that narrative on the show because of the fact of how much bullshit it was when it came to the truckers. (laughs) Taylor Lorenz, the minister of bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's actually actually an Ian Hallworth uh, quote. But anyway, look, this is a good thing. More good news, right? More good news. The disinformation board is gone. We don't have to worry about Steve Bannon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Brandy Naffer just said she doxed uh, the libs of TikTok. That's what I was thinking of. Thank you, Brandy. Absolutely. That was the one I was thinking of. This is a couple weeks ago or whatever it was. Yeah, she she she's the one who gets pissed off at people. You know, if, if you if you dox somebody, she's mentioned that in, in previous articles about how doxing is wrong. But doxing is okay if you're doing it to the bad guys, right? Apparently. Yeah. That's like right. Thank you, Brandy. That's exact what I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's it's that that double standard bullshit we talk about to where like when all the Republicans were bitching about uh people on the left protesting and blocking streets and saying, what if what if an ambulance needs to get through? But then when the COVID <laughs> lockdowns happened and they literally just blocked streets <laughs> and then ambulance couldn't get through. <laughs> Sorry, I had so to, yeah, I had to get that it is. Down. It's literally just just the hypocrisy, just the double standard of it. It's just absolute bullshit. Oh, and this it's it's almost like it's getting to a point now where it's like if you if you call somebody brainwashed or like a group of people brainwashed, my, almost my immediate reaction to that is okay. But how are you brainwashed? <laughs> yeah, because it's just like it's just like this weird go to that uh, that people have. Um, speaking of brainwashing, Corey, unless you have any more to say about. Uh, Taylor Lorenz and the her ministry not so of much bullshit. her, but I'm really glad to see this ministry of truth not being put into place because I'm sick and tired of seeing government being grown out of convenience because it's it's awfully a lot harder for everyone to have conversations to figure out what the truth is than it is to just have Big Daddy government tell you, well, this is what the truth is, and then pat you on the head and just tell you to stop thinking. Yeah, I think every well everybody's happy about it except for Taylor Lorenz. So except she's the only one. She's the, <laughs> she's only, the only one, one upset. And apparently Jankovic who's out of a job now on Broadway auditioning for shows. Apparently yeah, well, just because people <laughs> made fun of her stupid videos, so she she her feelings were hurt. God damn it. You know how many dumb videos I've made where people were like, This is stupid. You know what I used to do for this like, one right like, now actually is it's, it's, it's <laughs> you like that. I remember when I was younger, things I would do just to get a rise out of people would go to music videos that were super popular <laughs> and just comment, This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> just to watch the comments that start coming. You go like, <laughs> you go to like you go to like Nirvana's Nevermind. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, shit like that. Yeah. I think like like Bruno Mars Uptown Funk. <laughs> Like, or uh, it smells like teen the- spirit is what I meant. You go to Nirvana, <laughs> smells like teen spirit. This is the worst song I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and you get all the Gen Xers real pissed at you, real fast. Brown eyed girl, this shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you get everyone just losing their fucking mind. Just anything, Ray Charles. That's when I first learned the power of trolling and how wonderful it is. That's before I even paid attention to politics. Now it's even worse. We need to de weaponize trolling. <laughs> they made a whole episode of about South Park. You remember the troll? Yeah, just just ask Taylor Lorenz. Anyway, I'm tired <laughs> to talk about that bitch. Anyway. 
identity politics. We're not done with it yet. Uh, we had two pretty brutal shootings within a couple of days of each other last week. Probably actually right around the time we recorded our last episode or just thereafter. Yeah, I think uh, they happened like the next day. Buffalo and California. Pretty much the, the hottest topic for a couple of days until everybody realized that babies are going to starve. And we'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. But look. I think enough time has gone by that Corey and I can make our traditional joke because I think you even have to make jokes uh, when it comes to tragedies because if you can't laugh, then what's the point? And that is actually, it's funny you say that because I say that in my monologue. That is, but what is that joke, Corey? We're sitting there and we're watching the Fox News newsroom and we're watching the CNN newsroom and they're both sitting there praying for the same thing except yep. a different identity. <laughs> CNN's yep. praying it's a white guy, and Fox News is praying it's anything but a white guy, and then off we go to the identity wars and the gun debate and a bunch of other bullshit that's never going to help anybody. Yeah, and you know, and I took some time to really think about this, and uh, like, so my take on it is everyone immediately goes, well, what should we do? What, what, should, what, what has to be done? We need more laws. We need more, you know, more government. We need more people to come in, like more gun control. Like that's, and then the other side goes, no, we need less. And so I was diving into it a little bit. And here we have another guy who's in the system, who was in a mental health facility for 24 hours. And and, because the year before he was talking about wanting to shoot high school students at his school. And yet again, this person slips through the cracks. And goes and shoots people. The FBI knew who he was, just like they have now countless other tragedies like this that have happened. Like for another example, like one I was just reading about recently was the Boston Marathon uh, people from the Boston Massacre. Funny story, actually. Russia is the one that reached out to the U.S. and said, hey, these guys are shady fucking characters. You should probably watch them. And we ignored it. And they did the Boston Massacre. All of these people have most... A very, very high percentage of people who have carried out mass shootings have been had run-ins with police, have had conversations with the FBI, or the FBI have been watching them, and yet nothing is done. Yeah, because the FBI is too busy, you know, setting people up and entrapping people. Yeah. <clears throat> more bullshit. Whitmer kidnapping. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, like, we need to pump the brakes, and let's really give like we already have laws that seem like they make sense they're just not properly initiated or properly used i guess people knew this guy was fucked up there's no other laws that we could put in place that short of infringing on the rights of people who are sane that would have prevented this when if we actually properly vetted based on the laws that we already have this could have been prevented and not just this but countless other ones not to mention it's just like it's just such an easy answer right it's it's always you know if we had more gun regulation this wouldn't happen it's like okay oh yeah it's just laws out of convenience so yeah so it's sake of false security yeah it's just this idea this information of truth right or the disinformation ministry or whatever it's called i don't know it's just it's this false idea that like something is being done okay well we can say that we can say that we did something because, I mean, we've talked about this before, Corey. Like, let's just say in some alternate universe, we know this will never happen, but let's just say tomorrow, guns, illegal, gone. 
They are illegal in the United States. You cannot own a firearm. You can't own anything. You can't. You can't even own a, a hunting rifle, right? Let's like if that happens tomorrow, what happens? Do the five hundred? Do the five hundred <laughs> million guns that are already here just go away? Do people just sacrifice? Do they just? Oh yeah, we'll just, we'll just give them up. Here you go. Take them to your local police station. Maybe right. maybe three percent would do that, right? It wouldn't be a lot of people. Even if it were fifty percent, right. you're still talking about one hundred fifty million guns just around around the country. You gonna go collect them all? Good luck. I said it once. I said it again. FBI, if you're listening, I lost all my guns in a boating accident. <laughs> Sorry. So if this law happens tomorrow, then I don't have any guns. But it's like, and it's always like, oh, well, you need to make magazines. And I used to honestly like in my in my younger, more liberal days, I used to think, oh yeah, you know, it, it makes sense to have like a smaller magazine. It's like. Okay, but that just makes it easier for the bad guys that have the larger magazine that roll in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there, there, there are good faith arguments on both sides of of things like that. But it's like, at the end of the day, what does that law really do? Like, if my magazine has to be no larger than ten, right? Wherever I, or whether I think that's New York State's law. I don't quote me on that, but if if that's the law. Okay, I can still pretty sure I can still carry like five magazines with me. I can still fire just as many bullets as I could if I had two larger magazines, right? Right. It's just to say they did something. Right. But yeah, yeah, and that's just, so that's just it. Like, how about instead of us just trying to make more laws that aren't going to be used just out of fear for this false sense of security? Let's uh let's make the shit we have in place more efficient. And maybe that? and maybe talk about the problems instead of just politically grandstanding and talking about how it's white supremacist rhetoric that causes this problem. Yeah, let's yeah let's because that's harder, Dan. It's harder to discuss the mental health issue that we have in our country of how people our age now are histor- like in our country have less friends than they've ever had before. That we're working longer hours for less pay. That the American dream is getting more and more out of reach by the day for millions of Americans that we're seeing more and more moms and dads have to work. So the family dichotomy, the, the, the family dichotomy isn't necessarily what it used to be. So there's not like a foundation for kids to have a support system, a school system that the classrooms constantly get bigger where less and less teachers have a chance to give one-on-one attention to students. And at the same time in the high schools, kids that want to speak to their counselor had a three week wait list the list goes on and on and on and on of all these different things. But you know what? Those are hard issues to tackle. And you, and you left one out, Corey, which is how about the government provoked mental illness? We are coming off of a very big isolation. People losing their fucking minds over COVID, right? Because they're locked in their houses, right? We all, we all knew this, this, this was going to affect, you know, lower income folks, uh, people that already had mental health issues, like the limousine liberals that were able to have their little parties, their little isolated parties. Everybody take a test. Is everybody okay? Uh, those people were never going to be isolated, right? Right. The establishment yeah, was never going to be isolated. And so, yeah, it, it's not like government has not helped make mental health any better. Like, can we talk about the fact that a lot of insurance plans Health insurance plans don't even cover mental health. Never have. About that, but they have no problem pushing a bunch of mood stabilizers on everyone. So we have this ridiculous amount of people in our country that don't feel happy or sad. No, here you go. Take this pill. You'll feel better. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, we've contorted ourselves into this situation to where people are breaking mentally to the point where they're going to hurt people. Well, even though like that, no, that's, that's a generalization. This guy was straight up racist. Mm-hmm. He went there to kill black people because he thought that they were going to replace him. Which brings us to, you know, the, the, the kind of, you know, but that doesn't mean that he was mentally stable, right? He was racist and also mentally unstable. So yeah. that, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. brings us to like, okay, all right, well, he was racist. So we got to blame right wingers. We just got to, we got to blame Tucker Carlson and we got to blame, you know, Alex Jones. And it's, it's all their fault. If they didn't say the things that they say, then this, 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 maniac wouldn't have done what he did and it and it's it's just it's more it's more bullshit to make it, it's what's the word i'm looking for it's more bullshit to make us feel stupid right or to make us seem stu- the american public is too stupid to make up their own minds so we have to get we have to we have to just we have to blame the right wingers we have to censor them that's how you get things like this disinformation board right because of shit like this when in reality this is a mentally ill idiot who was also racist. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't make the victims' families feel any better. I understand all that. But if all we're going to do is sit here for today and talk about how Tucker Carlson was pushing white replacement theory, and then in two weeks, when, or shit, three days later, when we realized we didn't have any fucking baby formula, everybody forgets, and then we're going to be talking about the same shit when it happens next time, and if it's a brown person, it's going to be Islamic terror or whatever it is. If it's a white person, it's going to be more white supremacy talking point bullshit, and we're just going to run through the same loop over and over and over again. Yeah. So Exactly. And then the other one that happened in California that got isn't getting nearly as much attention. Because it wasn't was also a white racism, guy. racism, actually. It was, but it wasn't a white guy. Yeah, but it was racism. It was a Chinese man attacking t- people from Taiwan. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. It's, he's not white. We don't care. They called it politically motivated. Politically motivated. Ah, I see how they twist the words like that. Yeah. Politically That's what motivated. I heard in the news, that it was a politically motivated attack. Because it was an Asian guy attacking another Asian guy. It's, but we don't care. It wouldn't it's not it, race couldn't you argue that it's racist to just assume all Asian people are just Asian? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we, we talk about this all the time, man. It's, it's it's like the FDA thing with the menthol cigarettes, man. Like, we have to protect the people of color because they're too stupid to figure out that cigarettes are yeah, bad for yeah, them. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick and it's tired horrible. of the government <clears throat> thinking that they could just, with a stroke of a pen, and make arbitrary laws, and it's just going to solve all the problems. Like, when the when the laws that they already have put in place racist policies if, in the name of combating racism is what that is <laughs> it's what it yep. is yeah 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 no it's uh let's let's make the laws we have now work because if the laws that because like that's what kills me dude is the laws that we already have put in place if they're properly implemented which as evidenced by this, that it doesn't matter whatever laws we have in place, if you want to, you know what I mean, that uh, this might not have happened. If the laws that are we already have on the books were implemented properly, this guy would have been stopped, but he wasn't. But he wasn't. So don't tell me that if you just make more laws and make it harder for other people who aren't like him 
to be able to get something to defend themselves in a world where there are people like him, where the laws don't stop him, then I don't know. I just, and, you're not, and you know, forgive me for, uh, for, forgive me for putting my libertarian cap on here, but generally more laws means less liberty pretty much every time in some way, yeah. shape or form. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, if we already have laws in the books and they're not working, you can't convince me that more laws are going to make a stop. Yeah, it's not it's not going to be easy, but I think Because the laws we have would have stopped this if they were properly implemented. I think, you know, the biggest the biggest thing is just getting the fucking getting fucking government out of the way. Actually, the starting point is where we started the show, which is just stop with the goddamn identity politics rhetoric bullshit. And that does it. So that does go for Tucker Carlson. Now, I'm not going to I'm not going to be like you hear a lot of people on the left and, you know, say, well, Tucker Carlson isn't allowed to say words because someone might misconstrue them and kill people because, because if we're going to go down that road, because then the we got people are stupid and they can't figure out what dumb things people say Cause, are. Because, Dan, if that's the case, then we got to cancel the Beatles. Oh, yeah. Because Helter, Helter Skelter, Skelter made Charles Manson kill people. That's 100%. Beatles are gone. They're, but they, but wait a minute. You know, was, hold on. But it was it was white people killing white people, though, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. So no, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Okay. Uh, how about uh, who was the guy that shot Reagan because of Jodie Foster? He thought Jodie Foster said something Mc, or something like that. Mc, McKinney. I can't remember his name. Who's the guy? Who shot? I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because he, he watched uh, Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver was the movie. That uh, Jodie Foster, quote unquote, spoke to him, and that he should he should shoot, he should shoot Ronald Reagan. So, Taxi Driver needs to be taken off Netflix or whatever the hell it's on. This guy be canceled. Jodie Foster is canceled. <laughs> Jodie Fo- Jodie Foster is probably the is probably the most benign celebrity I could even think of. Just canceled, dude. Just plain her words. Jane, her plain, words propagated hate. Plain Jane Jodie Foster. I mean, she's all right, except for that stupid Panic movie, Panic Room movie she made. She was. She's pretty good. I like. I'm not going to see it because she's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> because she spoke to the nut job that shot Reagan in uh, in a in a movie. But Dan, they're yeah, it's they're influencers. So I'm looking it up because it's going to drive me nuts. That was that guy's name. John Hinckley. John Hinckley Jr. He's out, by the way. He's out of, he's out of prison. Has been for a little while now. Keep him away from Jodie Foster. <laughs> In any Robert De Niro movies. <laughs> oh, John Hinckley. Jesus Christ. Could you imagine? Yeah, if he was willing to do that based on a movie, could you imagine if the internet was around back then? Probably just would have shot someone sooner. He missed. would have just. He would no. He wouldn't have tried to shoot the president. He would have just done a mass shooting. Like that would have been. That's that's the difference. It's true. He's like Tucker Carlson sent me. <laughs> Look, I have my disagreements with Tucker Carlson, but like there, we've gotten to a point now where there are actually people calling for Tucker Carlson to be like imprisoned for this stuff. I mean, it's 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 the most outrageous outside people, of course, but it's like. Okay, so now we're putting our political opponents in prison, which is what you screamed at Donald Trump for doing. Lock them up, Dan. It was, it was wrong when he said Lock that Lock them up. It was wrong when he said that shit, and it's wrong now. We don't put our political opponents in prison. This isn't a fucking banana republic. Knock it off. Just knock it off. <laughs> Just in the words 
of Michael Jordan in his suicide PSA video. Just stop it. <laughs> get some help. <laughs> Just say no. Just say Just no. Get some help. Oh, Sorry, man. Barbara Bush. So you oh, no, who was who was, was it? Was that, it uh, that was Nancy, wasn't was, it? Wasn't that Nancy Reagan? Just say no. Nancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say no. Don't you dare touch that tree of now. You know what I always found funny about the Nancy Reagan just say no campaign was like Is it that oh, it didn't work? Oh, you know, no, 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 no. Not just not just that it didn't work. Not just that it didn't work. But I'm thinking about like if I'm a youth in whatever that whatever year that was, like the mid eighties, and I see this wrinkly old first lady telling me, You shouldn't do drugs. The first thing I'm doing is going to instruct. <laughs> right. Wait, so wait, which ones did you say not to do? Because those are the ones that I'm doing. Yeah, all of them. All of them. She probably got more people hooked on drugs. Fucking Nancy Reagan. <laughs> Miss Great Communicator. Right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the uh, the story that took over the, uh, the talk about the shootings, Corey Walsh. Baby formula shortage. It's possibly the most egregious example of government-regulated capitalism to date, as you so eloquently put it. I just sure it shit is. You want me to kick this off? You want me to explain why I think so? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because I'm okay. going. I'm going to agree. I already know. So the baby formula shortage is the perfect example of really shitty government-regulated capitalism and really shitty greedy capitalism that doesn't face the consequences of a free market. And now this is why I say this. On one side, you have a company who has monopolized the market where Abbott, Abbott makes, which is right here in Michigan, Sturgis. Abbott makes, I think is like 40% of the formula in the country. And they make a shit ton of money doing it, Dan. They make all sorts of it. And so the reason why I'm saying that this is shitty, greedy capitalism is they cornered this market. There's no other people that are in this uh, industry that could properly pick up the weight of them when they got shut down by the FDA because there was bacteria contamination in their filtration systems and in their machinery. And so when they got shut down, it created a huge shortage because 40% of it is just gone off the shelves because of a recall. So stuff is coming out now about this company that a couple that they knew their machinery was bad because the FDA was there telling them that hey you guys have these violations we need to take care of this and instead of spending the money to fix the machines because they had the money they bought back 5 billion dollars of their uh stock buybacks in march ish yeah, in March, like this, like through the past like year or so, they spent five point seven three billion dollars on stock buybacks. So knowing they had faulty equipment, they decided to enrich themselves and buy buy their stocks back. Okay, so that's a shitty company who knows it doesn't face any sort of fallout from being a bad business. Yeah, it's and it's then, crony capitalism at its worst, Corey. Like this, yeah, this is crony capitalist at its absolute finest, absolute worst. You know, this is the and then go ahead. so then, but that's fine. We're in a globalized economy, right? We should be able to like that's what the last what Clinton, Bush, Obama, Trump, Biden globalized economy. It's a good thing. Rising water raises all ships. Well, 
Not when you have companies like the FDA stifling it. And we're at this point now where you can't just buy. Well, now Biden's actually working on this stuff. But up until this point, like what, yesterday, you can't buy things like baby formula and stuff from overseas. There's a big black market for it here because the FBA doesn't allow it. And now we're not talking about baby formulas made in the middle, like made in someone's garage in fucking Tanzania, you know, or, you know, some third, like developing country. Cleveland. We're talking about <laughs> countries that are on par with us when it comes to their mental, like their medical fields, their standards, their regulations for stuff. But we got people here stuck in this rock in a hard place because the one person who makes most of the uh, baby formula here is now not available. So now they can't get it here domestically. And then they can't buy it overseas because the FDA doesn't, the FDA stops it. So on both ends of this, we have terrible regulations that are not letting mothers feed their children. And then we have terrible, greedy capitalism that's not letting mothers feed their children. And when both ends just collapse, we see a baby food shortage. See, and this this is this is the libertarian argument. This is this is this is the top issue that I think I think any libertarian could take a hold of and go, this is what the fuck we're talking about. Right? Yeah. So it's when you combine capitalism, which has its shortcomings, okay? But when you combine capitalism with government regulation, that is the biggest issue, right? Because yeah, that that's where that's where you get kickbacks. That's where you get um, that that's where you get lobbyists. That's where you have a company like Abbott and I think Gerber and maybe was it one or two other that actually produce baby formula in the United States. You, you, but I think Abbott was their subsidy. I think Abbott. That's why that's why it's such a big deal, right? Is Abbott? I think was contracted by a lot of these companies like Sanilac. Uh, Jesus, I should know more of these baby baby food companies. It, it's it's a, only been it, a it year does, and a half it doesn't matter. The, 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 at the end of the day, we know that they produced forty percent of of the nation's baby formula, right? So when mm-hmm. when one day that's just gone, that's an issue. And but why is it gone? Why the reason there that there is a baby formula shortage is that there is not a fucking free market on stuff like this because the FDA comes in and gets in the fucking way because it's yeah. like it, the, the fact that the fact that I can't just order baby formula I mean thank God I don't have an infant right now but the fact that you know my sister my my sister's about to have a baby so I hope this gets figured out pretty soon. The fact that she can't just order baby formula. Her dad's going to be breastfeeding his nephew. Yeah, so, yeah, my tits are getting a little bigger. Uh, but the, <laughs> the, fact, the fact that she can't just order baby formula from Calgary or, you know, Toronto, because, of course, the Canadians must be putting something poisonous in their baby formula because the FDA says that it doesn't quite meet our standards. They're over there shitting in their hands and throwing it against the wall, those fucking primates up there north of the border. The thing that makes it even more silly is the idea that have, like have you ever looked at the ingredients in this baby formula that we that we sell here? It's garbage. It's all it's plant based bullshit. That you know uh, 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 where you know overseas they produce formula that has actual milk protein in it, which is good for a baby. I don't know if this is true. If there are any mothers listening that can uh, that have had an experience with with this, please correct me. But from what I understand, breastfed babies 
don't have as much spit up problems as formula fed babies. I don't know if that's true. I'm not a mother or a parent for that matter, but it's something I've been looking into. And the other thing that makes me sick about this whole thing is the mom shaming that's been going on here. Well, you should just breastfeed your babies. Oh, oh, let me do that when I get no maternity leave. And it's not even just that, but like back to work. some moms don't produce enough milk. I mean, there are, there are there are a plethora of different reasons why certain babies just can't be breastfed, right? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, at the end of the day, if in a perfect world, it would be awesome if all moms could breastfeed, do it comfortably, and but it's a diff- from what I understand, it's a difficult thing to do. I have no experience with it, and I I respect all the moms out there that there's actually a reason do, do why it. infant mortality is going down, is trending down overall, and it's because the fact that like formula is available. Like there was a time where if you couldn't breastfeed your kid, sorry, your kid dies. Right. You know what I mean? And that's scary. That's really scary to think about. Like, so me and my wife, when we had our son, you know, breastfeeding issues were a thing, you know, like sometimes kids don't want to latch things like that happen. Sometimes moms just can't produce and it's not the mother's fault. Right, right. So this idea that you, we need to shame moms for not breastfeeding their kids is fucked up. It's the same as like, uh, you know, it, it's it's like it's like when that old like like, like that, that old aunt goes up to your to your sister or your cousin or whomever at the family party and goes, "Honey, when are you going to have babies? You need to have babies very very soon." Well, maybe maybe she's having trouble getting pregnant. Maybe she doesn't want children and that's her choice. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's it, it's a very similar thing to like be like, why aren't you breastfeeding your kids? It's super personal, and there might be a reason why she isn't breastfeeding <laughs> her kids. Because like, the opposite of it is, again, when I go to breastfeed and I'm at the restaurant, everyone tells me to hide my tits. <laughs> All these old men saying it's uncomfortable. Fair, even though they're going home. Fair. They have, they have subscriptions to eight OnlyFans accounts. <laughs> Oh yeah, that prego porn. That everybody loves that stuff. Oh wait, that's the algorithm that's, that's not what you <laughs> just were forces about. it on you. <laughs> but anyway, look. I mean, look to, to to any parents out there that are that are struggling to get the formula. Like I, I, we, I think Corey and I both both wish you the best of luck. I hope you can find other ways. Try to be creative if that's possible. I mean, I know there's. Right, there are other ways to, and to give baby, Biden credit. It's... He's finally actually starting to do stuff now. He's using military planes to ship, and that's what kills me too. It's like they're using military planes to ship it over, pretending that like there isn't a bunch of private shipping lanes that are going constantly. That if someone could just buy it on Amazon from a different country, it would still be here in a week. Yeah, yeah. So, is it? Is that? Oh God! It's just that's just so funny. And now the FDA is working with Abbott to get their plant back open. Fuck them. The damage is done. Tell them to shut down. Let some other companies come in. Smaller oh, businesses. Open like, it decentralize up. it. Deregulate baby formula because the baby formula that we make here, as I said, these soy plant-based products are Isn't fucking bullshit for kids anyway. Here. They're bullshit. Yeah. But you understand, like if there was if there was instead of one company doing 40%, and there was, let's say, four companies each doing 10%. And then that one company gets shut down because they're greedy pieces of shit. Think about it this way, Corey. And like, that's only ten percent of the market, not forty percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna compare this to something that that I enjoy, right? So I like to drink beer. I like to smoke cigars. Hold on, this is going somewhere. So the the, the beer or the cigars that I prefer are generally smaller batch, really like like a nice a nice artisan project, 
that I th- those are those are the the flavors that I enjoy, right? So when I think about moms trying to find formula, like who are you going to trust more? Like which would you rather buy from? Would you rather buy from this giant company who just factory produces a bunch of bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> Or you like that banner? But I I don't want yeah I do but I don't want to forget what I was about to say which is that which is that if if you're a mom would you rather buy like this factory Bud Light version of formula or would you rather buy if if it were a little bit more deregulated would you rather buy from like a mom who produces a nice formula herself she's used she's tested it on her own kids and she's decided to go into business making healthy baby formula. For babies, which would you rather buy from? The healthy one, <laughs> whatever the healthy one is. So it could be the big factory guy. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, like, I mean, ultimately, I want my kid to have you good take food. Take that but... down, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I just screenshot that. I'm gonna make that the next Instagram post. <laughs> for so for our listeners, Dan was talking about how he liked beer. And so I made a little banner just out of fun that says, Dan likes beer like Brett Kavanaugh. Is he a rapist? <laughs> well, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> well, could you drink all that beer? Do you like beer, Dan? Do you like, like beer? I do like beer as well as bourbon and cigars. <laughs> I like things that are really... I'm going to die when I'm 48. Well, you made it past the 27 Club, so That's you true. got something going for you. I don't smoke that many cigars. I get yelled at all the time. I'm I actually had a, I actually had a buddy I actually had a buddy say to me uh, not long ago. He's like, "Well, why don't you get the booster shot? You're gonna die from smoking cigars anyway." <laughs> you want to you want to talk about false equivalents? <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, me being a, a uh, very amateur when it comes to my cigar intake, because now I'm just starting to recently enjoy the pastime of smoking a cigar. Mm-hmm. Is a Don Raphael a shitty cigar? And not, fa- Dan- I'm not, I'm not familiar with it. To be is honest, is it Dan Raphael? I don't know. It's Dr. Is on the band. How much did you pay for it? Like seven bucks. Ah, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, look, the thing about cigars is this, right? Like, you can have a twenty-five dollar cigar and it won't fit your palate, right? You can have a fifty dollar cigar and won't fit your palate. You think it's garbage, but you can have a five, seven, eight, ten, twelve dollar cigar and th- think it's great. Like my favorite, one of my favorite sticks is twelve bucks. It's not a super expensive cigar. It's not the cheapest cigar, but it's not super expensive. It's one of my favorites in the world. It's just everybody's palate's different. Everybody's palate's different. People like different stuff. Same with yeah, it wasn't bad, stuff, right? Yeah. So, whatever you like, that's what I always say to people that are in the cigar world. Just whatever, smoke what you like. That's good to know. Whatever. I just don't want to be out here pretending I'm fucking Fidel Castro with his nice fucking stogie and i don't want anything like oh look at that jackass smoking that shitty cigar oh dude this is like people that actually smoke cigars the cigar community is very welcoming man they won't it's it's one of those things like if you walk into a cigar shop or like if you walk into a cigar bar and uh you order a cigar and if somebody starts giving you shit for it everybody will be like get the fuck out of here like we don't we don't want your kind here 
let people smoke what they want to smoke. Why do you care what that guy's smoking? That's the kind of community that cigar smokers are. So it sounds like a welcoming community, Dan. It is. It is very much so. Conservative. So be prepared for that. But yeah, <laughs> as long as you stay, as long as you, stay away from the political you know, it's funny. I can't think of any liberals actually that smoke cigars. Well, me. Hey, that's true. You. I'm not. I'm. A, I'm a far right, left winger somehow now. <laughs> like yeah. like Jimmy Dore. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Jimmy Dore, the fucking Jimmy Dore is painted as a rightist. Give me a goddamn break. How do you know they're grasping at straws? Because they labeled Jimmy Dore as a right-wing conspiracist. Right? That's how you fucking know. Just because he was against mandates. He didn't check all the boxes, Corey. You got to check all the boxes. The, I mean, and the right's guilty of that too, right? You got to check all the boxes. You don't check yeah, all the boxes. And they're also, You're not one of us. Actually, I don't know, because as soon as you don't check one of the boxes on the left, they immediately embrace you and go, welcome to the club. That's true. The, the, the conservatives do a really good job of that. As soon as as soon as the left kicks somebody out because they missed one of the 15,000 boxes that you have to check, they just the right just like, you're one of us now. Even if you don't agree, you don't have to agree. Yeah, it could be Jimmy Dorland like, talking about he he's pro single payer healthcare, pro union on this. Jimmy shit. Dorland's one of Meanwhile, Tucker Carlson's sitting there looking like he smelled a fart, going, "And eh, Jimmy Dorland's a conservative now." I did. I, that's not. That's a really bad Tucker Carlson. Impression. You have to have this look. <laughs> that's dead space right there for the people who are just listening. That was us practicing our uh, Tucker Carlson faces. You want to get to your monologue, Corey? Yeah, we can get to my monologue. It's short and sweet. Like I said in the comment, I think it's a little bit more milk toast than some of the home runs I've hit, but I think it's important. I label the growing pains. Recently, a friend's father got COVID. The virus is still slipping its way in and out of our daily lives, like the DMs from horny teenagers and Rihanna's Instagram messenger. The news of a positive test doesn't come as such a shock these days as when as we have adjusted. No, actually adapted to the idea that virtually everyone we know is going to come into contact with the vicious virus. Some will be passed. Some will be pissed that they're missing two weeks of life and can't smell their favorite candles, a sort of inconvenience. And others will gasp for their last breaths on the living room floor, for waiting for an ambulance to arrive. A year from now, we'll all laugh at this COVID nonsense. Well, not all of us, obviously was a meme I shared to kick off the COVID quarantines. It was argu- it was and arguably still is a very dark but funny statement. I, in fact, shared it with people who thought it was hilarious and sadly aren't here anymore due to the very thing we were laughing at. Humor has a way of making light of a situation, a coping mechanism that gets us through hard times. Hard times that for that moment, everything is all right. Through these tough times, with bits of laughter, we're going to come out on the other end, a bit more traumatized and battered, sure, but we'll be here to carry on. My friend's father is okay, by the way, and it was the phone call that led to the inspiration for this piece. When he broke the news, we messaged back and forth that what could now only be called common knowledge that a short two years ago was foreign to the collective at whole. Get a pulse ox. Diaphragmat- diaphragmatic breathing, belly breathing, is good for the lungs getting oxygen. Zinc, vitamin C, or any other vitamins for the immune system. Ask about a nebulizer. Ask about monoclinic antibodies. Don't be afraid to go to the ER. Keep in contact and stay healthy. We all have a better grasp how viruses work and how they are passed. These are all a far cry from the generic and almost elementary drink fluids and get rest remarks we all threw around such a short time ago. 
This is what got me thinking. As a generation below us grows up with a much better understanding of basic human anatomy, coupled with the idea that health is one of the most important things due to our, due to our generation passing this information down, they'll be much better for it. This is all, of course, goes without saying the advancements in the medical field from the ample amounts of data collected from this pandemic. We are now seeing people wear masks when they were sick. It is way more acceptable now for people to stay home if they feel ill or wear a mask in public without being looked at like you have the plague. These are, these are inherently good things for our species and our mental and physical health. As humankind advances, we'll have obstacles, but these obstacles are growing pains that are for the benefit of our children. With all the pain and hardship we see, I find solace in the fact that our offspring will be, that our offspring will be better off for it. Growing pains, perspective. So like I was, I was literally I was throwing rocks in the water with my with my son the, the, the like last week or whatever, and a buddy of mine did. He goes, "Yeah, my dad has COVID," and it was literally immediately like I said, we just immediately started going back and forth. I was sharing health tips, and he was saying, "Yeah, I heard that. I also heard this for health tips," and it's just it's amazing to me the conversations we have now around health that are just so much more medically educated than they were a short two years ago. And I think that we're just continually to see that advancement and that our kids are going to have this knowledge as a commonplace and they're going to be able to take this and run with it. And it's just, it's going to be a betterment for the mankind overall, even though this is a stumbling block for us as a, as a species in these past two years, I think that as a whole, we're going to be a lot better off for it. A, le- a lot better off. Yeah. I mean, look, the the thing that made me so mad and you know, I don't mean to sound like a, a Joe Roganite here, but Joe Rogan's not the only person who ever brought this up, which is that, you know, when, when it, when it was the constant talks about, you know, the vaccine and ventilators and stuff, and nobody, nobody wanted to talk about the idea of just overall getting healthier, which is something that Americans have needed to do for a long time. I mean, like we're the fattest country in the world, you know, on average. Right. And the, and it, and it, it's not to say that, you know, Body shaming is not a real thing, right? Like you shouldn't make fun of somebody because they're fat or whatever. Like there, there are definitely lines that you need to draw. But it's like I just feel like you have to. I think if our overall health was better, we wouldn't have had the as big of issues as we had with COVID in in the surges and the deaths and what have you. I mean, if the data is out there now, like the the healthiest countries fared the best. You know, the people that that had the best overall health. When you're talking about certain Asian countries, South Korea and the like, right? People that are are skinnier and have just better overall health just did better with it. And unfortunately, we never really got that out of the uh, uh, corporate media. But I think we did see a lot of that discussion more underground. I mean, not that Joe Rogan is underground anymore. He's the biggest show in the world. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. You weren't turning to you weren't turning to CNN for health advice anymore. Like, sorry, like I think the guy's nice. He seems well, I think like a, a lot of people seems, were, and they like probably real... did keep a lot of people alive. But like, like you said, it was it was real cookie cutter. They stuck to their their tropes of trusting in bureaucracies, trusting in big establishments, and trusting in big corporations. When there, there, you know, like when there's, there's always been a whole holistic alternative to a lot of things. And I'm not saying that what they're saying isn't true, but it's, it's not the only thing 
that's going to keep people healthy or keep people alive when there is, there's just basic health, healthy habits you could take in your life, in your daily life cycle, in your right, daily right, life. Right. And I don't, I don't think you know, routine, but I don't think there's anything like woo woo holistic about just being a healthier person, eating better foods, getting more exercise, getting know, more sunlight, trying trying to drink less booze. Like I don't think there's anything holistic about that. No, yeah. but even even what like the literal conversation we're having right now, everyone is grasping a little bit better just the idea of properly maintaining, you know, the human body. Yeah, and these conversations, whether or not whether or not social whether or not established media is talking about this stuff, us around each other, who were literally left in the lurch during all of this, and had to figure out our own means to survive, we're sharing these tips and things with each other, and I think it's just going to be better as a whole for society. It's like a car, right? If you maintain it, when something goes wrong, it's a lot worse. You know, the cost isn't so dire when something goes wrong if you maintain an automobile. That's, I mean, right. that's the human body. I don't think there's anything crazy about that. Get your vitamins, get your exercise, and, you know, just be be a relatively healthy person. Doesn't, right. mean, doesn't mean you have to give up all your vices. Obviously, I haven't, but it's like... None, me neither. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> you gotta, if, if you do those things and you catch COVID or any other virus, you just automatically, you've set yourself up to be better off absolutely and that's that's kind of what i was getting at it's like so like because little you know the there's the whole little term little pictures have big ears or whatever these things that we're talking about now like me saying like oh nebulizer pulse ox monochloric and this and that you know or monoclonic monoclinic monoclonal yeah, monoclonal antibodies. We That's found another word that Corey can't pronounce. <laughs> Just added to the list. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so all these different things that uh, they, they were just foreign to us, 2019. And now everyone's, you know what I mean? So now, like, I mean, everyone has just a better understanding of viruses. Everyone has a better understanding of the human anatomy, how our body responds to viruses. Well, not, not, could, not everybody. Well, the, enough of us. And the ones that still just brush that stuff off probably have a, a pretty near-term expiration date anyway. No, no, no. I'm talking about like the wine mom that's like jogging with her baby through Central Park with a with a cloth mask on her face. Those people, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, so that's much. an overcorrection. <laughs> but that might happen. Hopefully that little baby goes, yeah, my mom wore this dumb mask all the place. I only wear mine when I'm sick. I don't even know what my mom's that. mouth looks like. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, and it's, I think that we're just going to be better off when all of this happens. And I still think that meme's funny as fuck, by the way. Which one? This is a year from now, we're all going <laughs> to, a year from now, we're all going to laugh at this little COVID nonsense. Oh, it's well, just nonsense. <laughs> Not all of us, obviously. <laughs> all right. Do we have anything else, Corey Walsh? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, we're going to give a thanks to uh, Bright and Eyes. You're here all the time. We love you, Brandy, for, for commenting. Hey, you, uh, really helped, you really helped Dan here. Yeah, she she really did help me out. <laughs> I was I was looking She's for little- that. I'm like, what in the hell did that broad say? What did Taylor Lorenz say that made me so mad? Uh, Shit's Pusho. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, yeah, Schizo showed up again. There. Is that Schizo Pusho? Shits. I, I like to say shits. I hope he doesn't Shitso. mind. Hope, Shih Tzu. I hope he slash she slash Zim slash 
they don't, don't mind what I said. Are uh, you saying that he has multiple personalities because it's schizo is in his name, Dan? <laughs> That's schizo, quite the schizo, assumption. Schizo, schizo, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're just talking shit about our viewers, so don't worry yeah, about thanks it. Thanks for all, yeah, yeah, all five of them. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for showing up, all of you. Where, schizo. Where can the people find us, Corey? He just left. I embarrass myself some more. You, you, you scared him away. That's okay. He'll be, he'll be back. <laughs> Um, make sure to like, follow and share. We're found on all your social media and podcast platforms. You can find us where we have new episodes weekly and new posts daily on Instagram and Facebook and whatnot. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Libservative Pod. We are on Facebook at Libservative. We are on Twitch at Libservative Pod. We are, you can reach to us directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. We are on WordPress at Libservative Podcast at wordpress.com. Our Facebook, our actual website is Libservative at or libservative.podpage.com. Like, follow, and share. Tell a friend where you heard this crazy chaos of a show where we mansplain things. Mansplain. Oh, and by the way, we are making some changes here. If you do like the live show, we will be making a change next week. We will no oh, longer yeah, be... Oh, yeah, we moving to Thursdays. We will be no longer live on Thursday. Fridays. We'll be now live on Thursdays, probably right around the same time, 7, 7.30. Uh, in that range. So if you like the live show, make sure to look for us uh, on Thursdays, whichever platform you watch. If you're a podcast listener, then you don't really care. You'll get it when you get it. Uh, but until next time, he's been Corey Walsh. And he has been Dan Griffin. And this has Got been... Got a great memory, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Libservative. I remember my name! This has been Libservative, and we're out of here. 